This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Oh man, we're back in the white room. Shouts to my man, Three. Shouts to the classes of 2003 and 2004 of Booker T. Washington High School and the High School for Engineering Professionals. <laughs> Happy birthday to Still Visionary Inc. Yo, Let's go. Wilding in my wallies. Mo will give you. Hey, you stand jamming. I'm, I'm looking at this. They all like that. I saw the signs like Ace of Spades. Easy to crack it. Cheers to the money guy. The Willie. Houston, Texas. Yeah. Houston, Texas. On a windy Saturday morning, we bring you greetings from the White Room. Welcome back to the 89th edition, the 89th episode of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary, Inc. This is a creative story. And... Um, it's good to be back in the white room. It's good to be back. Quick turnaround on the podcast. Um, fam, before we get started with the episode, so, let's introduce our social media handles. Okay, okay. So we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation when we get to that point. Oh, so you, uh, waiting on me. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, just call me Prince, uh, with no T. So J-U-S, call me Prince. Okay. Keep it simple. Okay. No spaces, no Okay. Just call me Prince. You'll see me. Okay. And uh, my name is John Ross Dyke the first, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke is still underscore visionary. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com directly in front of you and myself. I have all the t-shirts that I sell on my website and out the trunk of my car. And you can shop stillvisionary.com slash merch. Selling the truth about uh, selling them out of trunk is car. I got, I got two. No doubt. You got two from the old long, company. Long time ago, <laughs> yeah. So, facts. Cheers. It's facts. Man, I've been waiting to get to this. Okay, I've been needing it all day. Um, listen, man, I want to start here with some gratitude. <laughs> I want to start here with some gratitude, man. I want to start here with some gratitude. I want to tell you, um, thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to produce, right? To um, do what I love to do um, and to get paid doing what I love to do. I appreciate you so much, man, because, um, uh, you know, it, that, that opportunity doesn't come too often, right? Yeah. And so um, I just want to take the time to give you your flowers, Um and we'll get into a lot more of what you got going on in a second. It's funny you just said that. <laughs> Go my ahead. Cousin, my cousin Cassie Cassandra. Okay. I love you. Same with her. She said that to me two days ago on a text message. Right. Because we were talking about, you know, um, love and family and, you know, appreciating your family members while you're here and, you know, encouraging them. Right. And, um, she said something to me, and she was just like, yeah. She said something that was real encouraging to me because she, she missed the show. Right. And then um, I was just like, no, nah, it's no big deal. You know, we're gonna have, I'm going to have some more. And she was just like, no, nah, we're just trying to give you your flowers while you're here. Right. And then that just hit me when you just said that. Right. So it was just like, you know. Right. You know, um, let me slide this back a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, uh, and I, I think it's important to say that because, listen, um, people – make it on the backs of other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, people, nobody comes into the game solo and does it completely by themselves, man. And, you know, um, you know, I, I mean, I've been doing production for a while and this is not my first go, but in my first go, it took me some time to get acclimated. Right. And I thought that because I had, I had been doing it for a while and that um, I'd acted and, and, and recorded my own self acting and doing sort of things like that, that if I, when I started my new company, it would come as easy. Mm -hmm. But of course, 
in this journey, everything takes time. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's crazy because uh, me and my man were talking today, and um, we were talking about a guy, how MCs spend their lifetime trying to make it to that level, right, where they can get that residual money from, um, well, what Nipsey called, rest of, God bless the dead, mailbox money, right? And um, he, was, he, was, he was saying, he was saying, you know, this guy, and I don't want to put anybody out there, but he had just been, he hadn't been rapping. In fact, Wikipedia had put on his profile that uh, he had no musical experience, and he ended up on a feature with a, with a, a, a top, top hip-hop artist, Right, and so everybody's journey is different, man, but, um, that's, yeah. That's a fact because this is just a quick, just a quick similarity. Jennifer Hudson. Right. She got all those awards, didn't release one album. Right. She beat Beyonce probably that year over one song. Right, right, but right. Everybody's journey is different. No doubt. And so in mine, I want to just tell you thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I regret is that the turnaround time to get uh, you... <laughs> Yeah, the turnaround time to get, get you. To me, they're like, man, where's the stuff at? Like, I'm gonna get to you when I get to listen, you. Listen, listen, and, and um, you know, as we move forward, um, my turnaround time will be a lot better. But I want, I can't, I can't give you roses and not also um, say where I could be better at, right? And so, again, I just appreciate you, man. I think that the differences between the shows was night and day. No, oh, it was right, yeah. and and big, and big we'll time. get to we'll yeah. get to a couple of clips. Yeah. Um, um, of that of the show later on in the episode, man. But uh, let's start here. If you could define yourself with one word, what would that word be? Myself with one word, uh, a chameleon. I describe myself as a chameleon. Okay. I actually um, see myself as someone that adapts and blends in under certain circumstances and certain situations like you know life is going to throw curveballs at anybody anywhere and um, that fortitude to just dig in and keep going to just say hey well this is just temporary move on to the next Mm -hmm. that's you know that's just a community walk into a new environment a new job and um, like even um doing, you know, corporate America for a little bit. Um, I had to do some training for, uh, for you know, for some companies, Google, Duracell, certain ones. And sometimes when you walk into the room, you're automatically a target because they're waiting for you to say something. They're waiting for your response. They're waiting for you to say something that they can use against you. Right. So I've often, like, had that, you know, mindset of, of a, you know, have to adapt you can't fold right you know whatever happens you got to keep going and then i had a um a brother that passed away rest in peace to, yeah thank you uh kevin and he used to always you know uh tell me how hard-headed i was and you know me back then i'm not listening you know and um more and more you know as i go through life now i hear him you know what i'm saying sometimes right. i'll be in my car and I'll just like I'll be like, man, Kevin, what's going on? You know right. what I'm saying? So right. it's just a lot going on in somebody's mind. You just never know until you actually just pick the brain, like how you doing right now. Right. So um, yeah, a chameleon. If I want to describe myself in one word, a chameleon. I think it's important that um, when people um, give their attention to something for a span of time, that they receive or take something away from it. So. Uh, with that being said, I, 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 in devising how I want to structure the podcast and, and, and get it to be more of a well-rounded show, um, I looked at parts and I looked at the, you know, I looked at the stats on YouTube and SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple right, Music, right. and um, looked at some of the, my stats on my website, right? And, you know, people's attention span is so short, so you uh, get right. them in the early beginnings. And then they start to fade. So if you have an hour-long show, some people average about 15 to 20 minutes, right? So I start to say, listen, maybe if I could catch them early on, maybe if I could catch them early on, it would entice them to say, so I came up with this segment. What do you think that people should take from our conversation today? From our conversation, um, 
you're going to hear different perspectives, but um, it doesn't matter, like, where you are in life. You can't just say, I can't. You know, you have right. to. There's always going to be a solution to the problem. Maybe it might not be in your comfort zone. Right. It might not be in your lane. But you'll, you'll get a solution some way, somehow to get, you know, the result that you need. Now, you have to be realistic on your goals. You have to be logical. Right. But, you know, things are possible. You know, right. just like this this project, you know, um, you don't mind if I get into it? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, you know, with um, the comedy shows, you know, Slab Comedy. So the whole story behind that, you know, you met you met my brother-in-law, Slab. Right. Um so funny thing about Slab, we met in church. Okay. Long time ago. Right. His older brother and my older sister ended up getting married. They hooked up. So okay. now we're brother-in-law. Okay. Okay. We always kind of clowned together, sat in the back, talked about people. We didn't ever think that we were actually going to business together. So what happened, you know, I did some event planning for Google a while back. And, um, um, that gave me a lot of, you know, corporate experience when it came to, you know, doing event planning on a large scale. Right. And, you know, he's been in comedy for a while. And, you know, he asked me, he was just like, man, um, you know, I'm trying to get some shows going. Right. And, you know, I had I had the time to just, you know, kind of brainstorm. And I just started calling up a few favors, calling up a few peoples. And next thing you know, um, I even called you. And I just kind of just threw everything together like a like a soup and a gumbo. Yeah. And you know the first show, you know that went how it went, and then I you know did like what I would call a needs assessment, which is going to be looking at you know what went right, what went wrong, right, what can be improved on, right. And for the next show, you saw the difference, right? Definitely. Yeah. Went out and found some comics, went to different clubs, and hey, you know, let me um. Get you on stage. Right. You know, we're trying to work for something, you know, do something different. Right. And um did so that you saw did, the did, did that did that come with a price tag? Yeah, and I mean, we don't we don't have to get specific. I just wanna know. Now I'm running a company, so everything that I do, everybody is 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 an independent contractor. So okay. whenever you come to a just call me Prince event event, everybody's gonna be taken care of. Even no you know, we don't like even if we're working with a dirt cheap budget, yeah, I want to say, hey, you're worth it. You're worth what you're I'm doing. Down. Thank you for what you're doing. Even if I'm giving you twenty five dollars, thirty dollars, right? It was one comic, you know, Dylan, uh, one of my last shows. Real good dude, right? And um, you know, his fee was so cheap, you know, that I went to him after the show, after his set, and I was just like, man, that's that's a too low of price for you worth way more than that right so i gave him an extra you know extra little something yeah at the the bar right just because man you're worth that you know it's about encouraging our black people at the same time like i'm not rich i don't have have it all but at the same time god blessed me to be able to do something to you know reach out and give a gift to somebody else no doubt and at this time you know we need laughter right and the reason i started this company was to have an avenue, you know, for people to, you know, give give something back to the world. Right. And that Dev Jam feel is what I, you know, kind of felt. And it's not just me. It's my bro. You know. Right. Um, I kinda like try to take take a lot of the credit, but you know, he does he does his, he does a lot, you know, in this too. Yeah. So um the the company itself, man, it's just uh just an engine that I just just turned on and it's just starting to go and right. um, I got the you know the, the venue owner to start buying into it and you know she's actually you know giving her two cents every now and then and you know hey you can do this this and this set up this this and this and you know people are starting to work together it's starting right. to you know just come together and so people are actually you know I'm going out in the city and just people but people are actually reaching out to me now like facts hey can I, you know can I get on your, your your platform I didn't even think this was gonna even you know turn into this right but 
it was the preparation and the marketing that went into it to actually build it to a certain level. So now I can actually have, you know, something to actually work on on the side. You know, right. like, you know, you got your, you know, your regular stuff you do during the day. I do my auditing or whatever I do during the day. But at the same time, this is going to be something maybe like every once a few months. I can have my friends or, you know, people, just strangers come together. We all sit and enjoy some, you know, some good laughs, entertainment, and everybody, you know, <laughs> like, enjoyed the show. I mean, even one of the comics tried to joke on you. Yeah, you know, a couple camera. of them. Yeah, so, you know, um, but it was all, you know, it was all kind of just yeah, just clean fun. I mean, you know, it's a raw environment, but, you know, this actually, you know, it's something that I'm kind of going with the flow, man. Right. I don't really know. Right. You know, like, I have a... You know, I'm starting, uh, you know, doing event planning. I'm doing the management side. Um, I got a sports analytics department also. Right. Uh, it's, it's me and three other guys, uh, a guy named Frederick, a guy named Sean, another guy named Garrett um, that I'm real good buddies with. We do sports analytics. So right. uh, we've, we've been working on a few little podcasts for NFL, uh, mm-hmm. you know, telling people, you know, uh, what to look out for. And, you know, if you're, like, into fantasy and stuff like that, that's what that's helpful for, but um, just kind of taking this and, and growing with it. I'm going to do a fashion line also. Um, right. My brother's working on a line also, um, and um, I wanted to get into a wine brand. That's one thing I'm thinking about future-wise is getting into wine. Right. I'm going to wait till the money starts coming in, and then that'll be something I'll you know jump into later. Right. Wine is something that I want to jump into next. You know, um, one, one of my favorite quotes all time, and it's really not a quote, it's a lyric that I kind of recite um, when I'm asked why I'm doing something, is that uh, Nas said on um, the Lost Tapes, no idea is original. Right. There's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but I was done. And then I would later come to find out that that's biblical, mm. right? Um, and so what one thing that I love about the um, comedy shows is that people have done comedy shows before. In fact, on this pod, one podcast that I produce outside of mine and others, uh, she does a laughs and lyrics show, right? But the one thing I like about your show is that um, you kind of have appointed yourself as somebody, like you said, a chameleon who just fades into the crowd, right? And you And you're not one of those type of people that like to um, be on the mic all the time. You, you've appointed somebody to do that. So, right. you, you you know, your name is on the flyer. Your name is on the event. And then at the end, you kind of come and close it out. So right. it's like this sandwich, right, where you right. get the bun. You're the bun on both sides, right? And I really like that because, you know, you're not busy trying to be the guy who created the event and the guy who's trying to talk in the event and make it all about me, 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 me. Right. Right. And so I, I really I really admire that. I really like that. And I almost like your your uh um what's the word I'm looking for? Your noviceness on the mic. Like it's almost like when you speak, you're just like, all right, let me get this over with. I don't wanna I don't wanna be up here too long. I don't hold you too long. Yeah, I don't wanna hold you too long. So um here it is. I appreciate you coming out. Get ready for the next show. Good night. And when I saw you do that in the first one, and then you did it again in the second one, I was like, okay. Well, he, he, he it's already a long show, and Prince ain't trying to get us to um, just <laughs> – he ain't trying to have us stay here another, another right, 30, 40 right, minutes, right. right? So I'm just glad y'all he's came in out. and out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad y'all came out and enjoyed the show, man. Um, it's difficult, man, and, and, and I'm, you saying that it's difficult to coerce or to persuade people to support you in that endeavor, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something that, that is totally left field. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I can remember in 2009 when I was at U of H mm-hmm. and um, I was sitting in my dad's office at work and I was saying to myself, listen, um, what can I do extra? I mean, I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm I'm not you know I'm not made for the office that, work. That, what can I that, do? That Arg- hunger hustle. Yeah, was, was yeah. I'm like, yeah. what can I do extra? And this is when every when I be on iTunes and I say, okay, this new album came out. This new album came out. I'd be listening to everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. While I'm supposed to be at work, I listen to two or three, four albums a day, right? I used to run into you at U of H because you worked behind the desk. Yeah. There was a little chick I knew. <laughs> oh, hold on, relax. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> and so, um, um, yeah, I remember. I remember. Desk, I, yeah. I organized a talent show with my man, with my roommates, and we found talent like you did, yeah. right? And um, we we put a prize on it so people would bring their best. A game, right? I think the first prize was might have been um and the first prize might have been like five hundred dollars or something like that. Second prize two fifty. That was personal money? Yeah. And um this is when I, I wanted to um music manage. Right. So I started a whole record label, what I thought was a record See, label. Yeah, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I started a whole record label and um but my mind has always been like that. You know what I'm saying? My mind has always been Man. Outside the box, right? And so, um, just just gathering people mm-hmm. and convincing people to come through. Of course, it was a U of H event, so we had a backing. The NAACP backed us, and so they brought the numbers, and we brought the talent, sure. and it turned out to be a great show. Um, but in doing that, what what were the obstacles that you that you saw, and um, what were the obstacles that you saw in in creating the first show? In the first show, so. Behind the scenes, what people don't know um, is that I had a full show scheduled. Right. I had three no-call no-shows. So I had to kind of change how I formatted, you know, and handled certain things. And uh, my brother as well. Um, But I think we had a a performance that didn't happen. We had a comic that didn't show. We had two other comics that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had to change it out and reach out to people that were actually looking at it as a profession. Right. Independent contractor, you're showing up to work. Right. So when I found some actual comics, and that's why this show was actually different. You know, you actually felt like you were at a comedy show. Right. Versus just, you know, at a bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, this actually, I felt... When I was looking at people laughing, I was just standing in the back and I was just kind of observing it, just like, wow, okay. Like, actually, I can hear these people, you know, I can feel them. And it's not forced, it's right. natural. Right. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, from the first show, I think I probably had maybe eight, nine people. Mm-hmm. This last one maybe had 25, 30, maybe. Right. Um, so who's, 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 who's to know what the next one's going to be, you know? Right. And, um, you know, just going to keep growing it and growing it and growing it. Right. So just ride the wave, man. That's what I'm going to do. What would you say your ultimate goal is with the show? <sighs> with the show, I want to be able to have this company on the level of where, you understand um, what do they call it? Consumer awareness, mm-hmm. customer awareness, right? Brand awareness, uh, competitive, uh, competitive advantage. Boom! I want to have a competitive advantage against other clubs like Improv. Mm. You know, this is just one itty bitty portion. But if I can get this to grow, and then you know, the management part, you know, this this slab comedy is just one project. Right. It's just one. We're going to have more coming coming down the lane because I have a mixture of a love of, of music and the comedy is more my brother's thing. Mm-hmm. But I've learned and, and grasped and, and actually welcomed that comedy side. I've just been going and meeting these different people and it's just been like, okay, well, let me try to see how I can incorporate this into the into the brand. Right. And that's how all of this has been just kind of coming together. You know? Right. Um, so you'll see the next show. It's going to be even better. Right. Like I'm, I, I got. In December, right? December 6th. Okay. December 6th at Showtime Barn Lounge. Okay. Northside. Uh, Northside North stuff. Right at Greens Point. You'll be safe. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't listen to all the rumors. Some of them are true. Gunpoint. But, you know. Yeah, all right. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go ahead and um um showcase a clip. 
right? Which one do you have? I mean, I know you got you got, uh, it, you got everything. So you know what? You know what? Let's surprise them. I'm not going. I'm not going. We'll we'll come back. Okay. I'm not going to say no names. We'll, I, okay. I just want to surprise them. Okay. This is a clip from the show, Houston, Texas. I want to say before we before we go to the clip, I want to say again, shouts to the classes of 2003. In 2004 at Booker T. Washington High School and the High School for Engineering Professions. You got two alums here. We're sitting here on the What's Next podcast. This is episode number 89, and we're getting ready to check a clip from the Just Call Me, Just Call Me Prince's Slab. What was the joint? Say Just Call Me Prince presents a slab comedy show. Just Call Me Prince presents a slab comedy show. Peace and blessings. To the, to the Booker T. Washington alumni, you all are doing some great things out there. No doubt. Making some great moves. No creative doubt. Creative minds. Keep doing what you all are doing. Keep no going. doubt. We'll be right back, Houston, Texas. Peace and blessings. All of y'all know that black people in the past several losses there in the gang violence was a rundown in the streets. And I remember it was a rundown, you know. Maybe y'all stood up by a brother, you know what I'm saying? That's what we stood up. Brother name what? Small. You know his mama ain't that nigga small. Mufasa, simple, small. What are the idols? The idols, what the hell? He ran out, you know what I'm saying? Found two niggas named Timon and Pumbaa in there. They make the most niggas names in the world. Well, Timon and Pumbaa. Go on, on Facebook right now. See a nigga named Timon Jackson, born in 97. I'm having fun tonight, goddamn. Y'all having fun tonight? Yeah! Hey, hey, hey! Come on in the bank! Hey! I'm up here! Hey! Jeffrey! Hey! Hey! DeAndre! Hey! All that motherfucking name, nigga. I need to fuck all that shit. Hey! What? <laughs> you ain't supposed to say shit, didn't it? Did your mama say shit? Hey, hey. She give you that look, man. Like, hey, nigga. I'm gonna fuck you up in this grocery store. Because <laughs> you got the speech in the bar. Don't ask for nothing. You don't want nothing. And don't ask for shit. Beat the fuck out you, nigga. What I need, I need you to shut the fuck up. Okay. JR, how you doing, baby? You alright? I think we brought that little ass caribou and hit that shit crazy, motherfucker. That nigga brought a motherfucking cell phone caribou in the motherfucking building. What, you crazy as hell, what? Oh my god. You gotta pick she got a whole goddamn job. You, you know what? <laughs> that nigga first job is this shit. Nigga, that's crazy as fuck. Nigga, goddamn. Round of applause. Round of round of applause for um. Turn them, I'm sorry. Let me turn on our headphones up. Round of applause. Oh, I got you. I'm here with that clip. <laughs> um. So uh, you successfully done two shows. Of the two shows, who was your favorite comic? I can't professionally <laughs> say that, but um, um, like just going down memory lane, looking yeah. at some of this footage because I was just very impressed. Like applause to to your work because you know, the, the angles and everything you're doing that's very you know very good. I'm looking at everything and kind of coming together. So. Right. Uh, I just can't wait to release this and, and see, you know, how people, you know, enjoy it. Right. So, right. Uh, but the favorite comic. Who can you see? And you know what? Maybe that's, that maybe that's, I don't know. This people, is the thing. People take Everybody things. that I went out and handpicked. Right. I, I added them in the show for a reason because I felt that they were different. Right. And even like Dylan. He was different. You know? Right. Um, you talking about the kid that was like, uh, I'm a military brat. Dylan, Dylan was the first guy. The, the, With the uh, chase shirt on. Yeah, the light-skinned dude. The, dude. The, okay, the guy yeah, that was. The second show. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, the first dude was Jay Sean. Uh, then Dylan went, 
And then um, after him, it was uh, Rel, Relly, Sherelle, Sherelle Smith. So you're talking about the guy that was like, I'm, I, I don't really, people be saying that I sound like I'm from here and I'm, I'm from, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was pretty good. And um, like all of those, uh, there was a, a, a guy that I, I met, Ken Mills. And uh, I met him through the, the guy, the first comic that you saw that did the two short bit, Charles C. Banks. Mm-hmm. From the first show, mm-hmm. um, he actually, you know, hooked me up with Ken and was just like, "Hey, you know, I know somebody that's doing some more shows on the other side of town. You know, why don't you check them out?" Right. So that's when I got in contact with Ken and, you know, got in contact with him and um, and I uh, reached out to some of these comics and man, it's just has been a, a, a just a an amazing experience. Right. You know, uh, it, everybody's different. Like even uh. You know, um, like Dylan, he was he was good. Um, Mike Worm, he 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 lit, he lit <laughs> that stage on fire, and that's the thing. Like, you know, he's a wheelchair comic, so a lot of people didn't expect it, him to kill it like that. And I wanted to add him in there because he's so different than what people are used to. Right. And um, the uniqueness of this show is 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 you know what made me like want to keep going because you have those days where you're like, man, I don't want to do this no more. Right. You know, <laughs> what am I doing this for? You know? Right. But when you actually got to sit and look around and you see, hey, this actually made an effect. I'm looking at how these people were, you know, so proud of what they, you know, what they right. did. Right. And I was just like, wow, okay. I can see, you know, I can see where this can go. Right. So, um, favorite comic. Listen, listen, your joint, I don't mean to cut you off. Your joint was packed this go round. Yeah. It was packed. I mean, I'm talking about all the, all the, all the tables were packed when they played the Houston classics. People were in there grooving, south side, and it was, it was a lovely event. Lovely event. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Uh, favorite comic. (laughs) He's the. I liked them all. You know? I'm gonna uh, tell you, I liked, I liked Young Simba. I liked yeah. him. Ben he was Jackson, funny. That's a funny. He was funny. Funny dude. He was and, funny. And um, I, I got him from Third Ward. Yeah. Uh, there was a place called the Library on Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know um, exactly what that is. This is right by the crib. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was shout out. You to talking about the the, the wine, the wine, the wine, wine library, wine, wine and lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Right and, off of Scott. Um, yeah. They still, you know, still they still do events all the time. Yeah, I did a, I did my podcast there once. The okay. first podcast there. Okay. okay. Her name was uh Brandy or, no, it's um damn. Yeah, they still do. They still do events. Yeah, yeah. I it's it's been sh- not shot well, but it was some something Brandy. Some I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody's unique and. I liked each of them differently for mm-hmm. a different reason. Like, mm-hmm. even Sherelle, she was, you know, she really represented for the ladies. And it's really hard to find, like, the ladies that can hold it down and, and, and be on a, a card, you know, with, with other strong, strong comics, too. And she, like, right. pretty much kind of stole the show in her moments. You right. Know? And, you know, um, Young Simba, Ben, you know, um, Mike, Mike Worm, and then, um, Dylan, Jay, Sean. I'm giving everybody their credits. You know, Slab, everybody. I loved. I love the way Slab um, uh, utilized the DJ to almost tell a story. Yeah, Slab is more of a storytelling comic. If you uh, start to get deeper and deeper into him, he's more of a storyteller to where he's gonna, you know, go into more details of what's going on to the world. Like the first episode. He hit on the George Floyd incidents, what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, this last one, um, I mean, I still got to go back over it more just to see right. more of what's going on. But, I mean, right. you know, he's going to make you think. He's going to say something that's going to be like, okay, world, this is, you know, we're having fun right now. Let's take a little time to think, and then let's get back to having fun. Right. So, you know, the, the funniest thing, mm-hmm. and, you know, when he sees this, I can hear him talking. And everybody's set. 
Yeah. Record. He was running his mouth in everybody's set. And when he got up there to talk, he was like, Prince, 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 Prince. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want nobody talking when he was in his set, but he was running his mouth on other people's set. And I can hear him, and I was just like, dude, like, y'all be quiet back there so we can sure. hear these comics. Loud and black. <laughs> Exactly what he is. That's his name. Sure, a lot of blacks laugh. Um, so. What song's on your mind, man? Right now, I've been going through uh, FKJ. FKJ has like a smooth sound. Somebody else, one of my good friends, Fred, put me on FKJ. Mm. And they have like a a soul jazz type of sound. Okay. And um, I'm, a, I'm big on R&B, big on... Um, I like rap, uh, certain certain rap. I like rap that makes sense. Right. Um, Davies, mm. you know, I jam Davies a lot. Okay. Um, but if I could pick one song, it'll probably be "Losing My Way" by FKJ. Mm. It just has like a a smooth ride, smooth feel, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Music has always been an escape mm-hmm. reality. So you would, you know, you would, uh, you know, put your headphones on and you know, kind of zone off and mm-hmm. and you know, just listen to whoever you were listening to and just envision what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And um, that's always been like a, just a love of music. Mm-hmm. So music that can take you somewhere and take you to a place. That's something that I always love. And with these slab comedy shows. It was a mixture of music and comedy. That's why you're always going to see a music artist. Mm. Because I was inspired by Master P's uh, I Got the Hookup comedy tour. Right. And it was A.J. Johnson was the host. And Tadric Branch, my good friend, Tadric Branch, T. Branch was the host. Shout out to him. T. Branch 84 on Instagram. He reminds me when he's, you know, He's feeling good and he's joking and clowning on everybody. He reminds me of that energy. Right. So when I I always would kind of hear and I I, would, I start hitting him up like, man, you know, you think about, you know, trying to host this show. And you know, it's not easy for somebody to jump into that. Right. T. Branch was ready. He was just like, hey, man, I'm, I'm with you. Right. And you know, even with you, you know, I hit you up and I was just like, man, I'm doing this event. And um, I know you know you've done filming in the past, so this is something different. I'm just starting yeah, it off, and yeah. so you come through and, and help me out. And, We're done, yeah, no doubt and for sure. We've gotten to this point. This this is the second one done. And yeah, working on number three. I got for sure show December sixth for sure. It's gonna be 20, 2021 is gonna be where it actually gets serious. Right. You know, right now we got the training wheels going. Right. Figuring out. You know, the ins and outs and right. everybody's set up. Right. You know, 2021 is going to make some real noise. So for me, the song that's on my mind, listen, um, mm-hmm. I'm a big independent artist. Um, I love that come up. I love that grind. And this song I played earlier while we were setting up, this song right here, my man, it's not on my mind, but my man Echo Remix wrote this song. It's called You, right? Um, but... um. Every Friday he drops new music. He's gonna be good before the industry get a hold of him. Yeah. I said every you know. every every Friday he drops new music. And this the record he dropped last week was called Committed, featuring Ebony Ray. And I played the hell out of that record in episode eighty eight of my podcast. I Let me check that out. Um this name is every Friday he drops a new record, right? Okay. And this Friday he dropped a record called Because of You, right? Um, and that's on my mind. And, um, this thing of ours, this thing of ours, um, it's an MM, it's off of MMG, the second, the second Maybach music, uh, compilation CD featuring Nas, Rick Ross, and, and, um, Wale, this thing of ours. You know what, now that you mentioned that song, now that you mentioned that song, I do have one. Go ahead. And I was jamming it like maybe like two, three days ago. What's that? Rick Ross, Andre 3016. 
Mm. Yeah. Um, Even though Andre 3000's verse wasn't a 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, yeah. it was Andre 3000. You've been yeah. waiting decades you yeah. know, to hear him. And, uh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he made it worth it. So, right. Um, I enjoyed really hearing. I'm, I'm waiting on Outkast. If Outkast can bring out something. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, we're going through a lot of history repeating itself. We're seeing a lot of these artists that have basically ran good in the late 90s. They're mm-hmm. coming back and resurging. So Busta Rhymes, he's coming out with something. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas, of course, came out with something. The greatest. Um, I got to see Nas and Mary J. Blige when they came in Houston. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess the money treats you good because they look exactly the same. <laughs> uh, very exactly. Mary J., Nas, they both, they both look exactly the same. Yeah. So... But it was a good show. It was a good show. Um, listen, man, today is October the 24th. I think we're officially in Scorpio season. Today is October the 24th, 2020, and we have 68 days left in the 2020 year. What do you hope to attain in 68 days? In 68 days. Wow, that's a good question. Um, because 68 days seems like a lot of time, but in actuality, it's not. Mm. Uh, you know, we're, we're both at, a, at an age to where we know, you know, time is, it can be for you, but it can also be against you. So um, I don't really see as, you know, you don't have really have time to waste. So 68 days, man. Uh And I don't know, man. It's it's um There's something you, know, you gotta think this, about. Definitely. This has been going a lot further than I expected. Right. Because I didn't think this was gonna even make that much of an impact. Right. And um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see how this is gonna go. Um I wanna I wanna see, you know, if uh, if I can get some more operations going, you know, besides just just the comedy shows. Um, right. I wanna get a few more operations going. Right. Um, so you know, I'm still I'm still working on that. Let me give you a continuation on that, on okay. that answer because uh, 68 days, like you know, my mind calculates different. You know, and right. That's what two months. Right. So I know that's not a lot of time, but at the same time, it's a lot of time for you to prepare for what's going to be coming in for the next year. So mm. um, I'm kind of thinking different when you ask me that. In, in in 89 episodes now of this podcast, you're the first person that um, has answered that question like that. Because, I mean, I asked a question based off of um, people's drive and what they have, um, what they have scheduled for themselves to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you really don't know because it's just so many things that you want and you almost have to narrow your focus down to that one thing and it's hard to do, right? And do have to face the objections. Like, I remember you asked me, maybe it was today, earlier today, mm-hmm. um, like, what were some of the obstacles you faced? Right. So, sometimes you have to plan ahead of those obstacles. Like, right. okay, this is going to happen, this might happen, this might happen. So, that way, you don't break down when you're faced with the obstacle and you keep it going. Uh, but I didn't want to cut you off, you know. No, no. <laughs> What's that sound? That was my phone. <laughs> I'm about to say. I gotta have to put this on silent. So, um, how much? How much? You so I, I I like the fact that um you said something earlier. You said that you're running a business, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody will be fully compensated for their time for their for their talent. I like the fact that you said that because um, I'm from the school and. You know, my homegirl, shout out to my homegirl, Takara Taylor, mm-hmm. T. Melly. She told me that if you love something, you'll do it for free, right? And this is the same sentiment that I expressed in episode 88. I've spent a lot of time doing a lot of things for free, right? But for the love. Um, how much of your um, nine to five has propelled you in ways of business to kind of like say, okay, well, listen, if I want people to take me seriously, I'm going to have to put some money behind what I'm doing. 
I would say the corporate experience that I had um, prepared me because when you have to walk into a room of, of GMs and 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 um, um, you have to deliver, make sure that you have to give a return on investment. You're representing mm. an entire company, and you're just one entity, and you have to make sure that company gets their return on investment through right. you. Right. So the pressure, I guess, I just kind of got used to it. Right. And I just kind of translated it over into into you know using using some of that mindset into this. Right. So I don't know. When uh, when, okay. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, and I I want to make sure that I start to tell people this, what's, what's on my mind in the exact moment. You know what? Go ahead. I just, all right. So I got to add on to that. So the preparation, like when you're dealing with management, you have to deal with like all sorts of, uh, you got to be prepared for things to go wrong. Right. And, um, with, with, with. The way that I, I, you know, communicate with everybody, I kind of let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm not one of those, you know, janky, janky people or anything like that. Right. You know, this is what I have set up. I'm going to, you know, offer you this much time. You know, this will be the compensation that I can work with you with. Right. And, you know, are you are you cool with that? Right. And then most of the time, if you're up front right then, like, hey, you know, this is what it is. I'm not going to give you a runaround. Right. And you respect the fact that this is somebody that maybe has a kid at home, mm. somebody that maybe maybe short fifty dollars on the rent, mm. and they're looking at my little bitty opportunity as right. that as that little inch. Right. So why would I have them come out and do something and then say, "Well, I can make a little money off of you, but I'm not going to give you anything." So I always right. say, "Well." Right. Here, let me just give you something just to say thank you. Right. Because you didn't have to. So Facts. That's Facts. the reason, that's the whole concept behind, the, you know, the compensation, you know, because it's not, you know, everybody's, nobody's, you know, getting, getting big bucks yet. You know what right. I'm saying? Yet. Right. Because you know, we're going to get there. Right. But for right now, you have to make everybody feel special. Right. Everybody has to feel, we, we live in an age right now where, Depression is so high mm. where we down each other for nothing. You know, mm. the um, you know just the the race issues that we go through. Where not even that to where it gets so deep to where people want to buy. They don't want to buy from you just because you're black. Mm. Or you opened up a black restaurant. I don't want to go there because it may not be clean. Mm. Anticipating the failure. You know what I'm saying? So people, even with, with, with both of us trying to do things, people are anticipating you to fail. Right. And they're, they're, they're waiting for that moment for you to say, I gave up. Right. But the fact that you keep going, the fact that you keep getting these shows, you got 89, mm. you know, you kept it going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same with me. Like, it's always going to be somebody to say, you know, it's always going to be somebody to say, I don't want to hear it. Right. It's going to be some total strangers that's going to, Look at you and be like, tell me more. Right. And that total stranger is the reason that I keep going. Right. So so I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. um, you know, um, this is not my first um venture in production. No, it's not. This this particular nah. um this particular platform right here is not my first venture in production, right? And I can remember a time period where um, it was fresh. It was new. It was the thing I wanted to do more than anything in the world, right? But it comes to an end sometimes because partnerships um, become um, they've worn they've worn their welcome. Um, the idea is no longer fresh. It's right. no longer top priority, right? So you evolve, you change, right? So uh, let's just say down the line, let's just say, just call me Prince. The comedy shows are not doing as well and you 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 almost not that it's a knock but you almost you decline from show number two show number three 
is back to two or three comics and they're not they're almost not feeling the compensation they're not doing something and so you say okay i'll give it another go show number four in 2021 let's see how that does because maybe it's an even thing maybe the odd show numbers are are kind of off and then the even show numbers do better right so let's just say that you get down to june 2021 and things are not going well what does that look like moving forward um with continuing the comedy and music shows if it's if it if it if you know you're looking at the analytics you're looking at the numbers what people are bringing in and you're saying okay well I'm putting out way more than what I'm getting than what I'm getting back that what does that look on, like that return on investment so um, that's a good question um, hmm. and the reason why I say that is because with this creative thing and then again with Nas said no idea is original and again i know it's biblical but that's the common reference that i use um every, uh, no idea is original there's nothing new under the sun it's never what you do but how it's done everybody can do the same idea right, right. and it doesn't matter if i'm doing the idea if you do the idea and you do it your way that's your way right and so let's just say that somebody else comes out with comedy shows right um and they and they do well does that mean that you stop or does that mean that you just re-strategize and figure out a way to keep pushing it your way? And see, that's I think what you just hit on was re-strategize. So if if I keep doing these shows the same exact way and right. it's not progressing, then that's my fault because I didn't look at what went wrong. Right. I didn't try to make improvements because I didn't check myself in saying that I need to improve. Some people don't check themselves and say, well, this really isn't going right. Right. You know, there's some people that'll, that'll say, I'm going to advertise, you know, and put out something, you know, in a few days, in the, the, the events in like two days. I'm like, well, you, you actually need a lot more time for people to actually comprehend what you're doing, process what you're writing, look at it, plan to go, you know. So, I mean, it's just... um Everybody has a perspective, but once they actually start getting their hands into it, you actually find out who's actually business savvy and who's not. Right. And um, I think it's very important to have a a business approach to this because um, everything can go haywire just like that. Right. But at the same time, with proper preparation and proper planning, it can come out looking the way you saw it. Right. And it, it's headaches behind it, but at the same time, what I'm trying to do is strategize so it does grow. So that way when June comes around, I'm at the point to where I'm planning off of my profits from the last shows to the next shows. Right. It's not coming out of my profits. No doubt. But the reason that I started, um, you know, my LLC was to, you know, structureize some of this to make it, uh, you know, to where it could fit, you know, more, uh, to where it wouldn't, you know, break me as much, you yeah. know, so I can at least, you know, get some of these business expenses. You know, I won't get into all that, but, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a part of the strategy. You have, to, you have to really, you know, strategize and know what you're getting into before you actually just say, I'm going to do it. Right. And um, so when it comes to June... By that time when June comes around, I'll, I would have, uh, I would have, you know, assessed quite a bit to know if I'm gonna keep it going or not. And I've already, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna keep it going because I've already been reaching out to some bigger comics like Pierre that was on BAPS from, uh, uh, he was on um, How to Be a Player. Mm. Uh, Craig Smith, that's in LA. Does, uh, he's with Def Jam Digital. Mm. Uh, so I've been reaching out, you know, and, and some of these guys are reaching out to me too, you know, interacting. And they actually, the crazy part is that I didn't realize when, you know, when you create a platform, certain people will be looking for that platform. Right. And I didn't realize that until now. Right. So um, June, I'm going to just see how it goes, but. I'm pretty sure I'm 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 planning for this this brand to grow right. a lot further than just one two years. Yeah. So. So um, most importantly, 
The last question I'll ask is, what's next? What's next? After comedy, um, it's going to be a lot of uh, music coming along. Um, I am going to be doing, you know, HR, so I'm going to be doing that, you know, and then getting back to entertainment on the side. So uh, there will be some breaks in between because, of course, you got life and responsibilities to take care of. Um, but I want to get into fashion and also that wine idea. I really, really think that I'm going to come out with a wine. Right. Like I, that's one of my, you know, slight, slight passions when I got a little older was, was, was wine. And I think uh, I've already gotten in contact with, with a few vendors for wine and, you know, we're kind of looking into it. So that'll be a project I'll kind of ease into, you know, once I... Maybe probably like two two thousand twenty two. I'll start right. actually trying to build the wine brand. Right. So um, <laughs> um, the sports analytics, we we're trying to get that growing, um, and um, this is just you know something that's on the side that could turn into something. Yeah. So yeah, I've learned that you can't put all your eggs in one basket. That mm. you have to make sure that you maintain. Mm. Um, which is how some people expire so quick because, mm. like, especially in music, you'll see so many people, they'll spend all their money on studio time and all this stuff and all this, and they won't put out anything until maybe four or five years later. And it's just like, well, you took out so much of your personal life and then you're banking on this one moment. But what did you do in between time to prepare you for that moment? Right. So... But that's a whole nother story. I mean, music, music, <laughs> music is a is a crazy industry. Yeah. Um, but I've met some good people, and uh, and through music and comedy. Right. But um, it all comes down to that preparation. So when June comes around, I have to say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just embrace whatever happens at that time because at that at that point it's my it's my fault and it's it's my doing whatever happens. Right. So, if things are going bad, it's because I caused it to go that way. Right. If things are going good, it's because I caused it to go that way. Right. So, that's how I see it. Like, whatever happens, I just got to accept it, and I have to adjust and make sure, you know, things are going. Right. Listen, man, I, I love this moment right here. Mm -hmm. I love daring to do the opposite. I love the risk that's involved with creating and, uh, you know, if he, even if you don't come from a family of that, I love the opportunity to try to think outside of the box and try to make a new way of life, right? Yeah. And so um, I want to say that I'm proud of you for venturing out. I appreciate it. I'm proud of you um, for trying at least because, um, you know, who, who, where would you be if you sat with it and you're just like, you know what? It it's not in my family. It doesn't run in my family, so I'm not even gonna try. I'll right? be sitting watching somebody else do it. Yeah, and I'm I'm just uh, super appreciative that um, I know a creative that is trying. Uh, at least you can say, you know what? If all else fails, if the shows don't pan out, if it doesn't, you know, wine doesn't pan out. At least I gave it a shot. Yeah, and um, I'm proud of you for doing that, man. I'm also grateful for you um, allowing me to be a part of your your journey. And uh, what I like to do on the podcast, man, is I like to give a token of my appreciation for you coming out. This oh, I is see a, your light shining. I see your light shining. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're brothers by bond. <laughs> <laughs> this man actually brought me into the fold. Shout out to Kings Israel number 19 AF and AM. Love y'all. Um, this is a black SVI t-shirt um, that I give to every creative that comes on the podcast. It's just an insignia okay. to you from my company saying, hey, you know what? Uh... You are creative. You came on my podcast. We talked about your journey, and this is something I want to give you to take home to your crib and, and you know wear it. That. Nobody, listen. I sell T-shirts. I sell my T-shirts, and nobody in the city of Houston that has not been on this podcast has that T-shirt. And this is the 2020 edition, which is the exclusive oh, What's Next podcast T-shirt that I give to every creative that comes on the podcast in 2020. Right, so 2021, man. we'll see um, oh, yeah. what else I add. No problem, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yo, um, uh, this is episode number 89. 
of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. This is a creative story. I got my man here. We'll go back, way back. Kings of Israel, Booker T. Washington. Shout out to the class of 2003, the class of 2004. Um, we love y'all, Booker T. Washington. They moved from 39 to 42nd and a half. Yeah, I've been to the new, the new campus. It's very condensed. Listen, Houston, Texas. I do what I do for myself to prove that I could do it for others. Peace and blessings.